Hey there, folks. I uh, wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor, in our opinion, is the easiest way to make a podcast today. First off, it's free, and we obviously like that. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or even your smartphone. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on all the big name streaming services, talking Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a bunch more, all the places you listen to our podcast. You can generate money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are getting into podcasts or it's something that interests you, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey there, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Two Loud Adams podcast. Uh, we've got a special episode this week, a little different. You know, things have been pretty slow with announcements and whatnot, but got some great conversation uh, here ahead of us. And uh, we've also got a guest on the show. He's going to be on the episode through the whole podcast right now. Um, so we got we got Doug Rogers here, who is the president of Loudon Stampede. And we're going <clears> to <throat> we've got some questions with him an interview with him later on planned in the episode, but uh, we're going to, we're going to have him here in the meantime. So Doug, Hey, uh, welcome to the show and feel free to, to chime in and talk at any point. If you uh, have an opinion or any thoughts. Thanks for having me. I've loved listening to him up to this point. So it's fun to be part of it. Well, that's good to hear. Cause if you didn't like listening to them, this would be really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's easy not to listen to myself. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it is, is the question is going to be, will you enjoy listening to yourself after uh, this episode is recorded? Yeah, yeah, probably not. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. It's hard. It's 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 odd hearing your own voice. Um, but I, I think you're gonna enjoy. I think we got a great, great episode set up. So um real quick, let's talk about uh let's jump right into the the, the club. We got we got a lot of roster <clears throat> movement and a lot of conversation that's happening um at the the level above us, um <clears throat> at, at the DC level. So Right now, this week is the start of where, where we're currently recording midweek in uh, on the twenty fourth. We're right ahead of Loudon's first actual preseason game, and it is against our parent club, DC United. I, I want to call us the FU Dad Derby, but that might not catch on with the uh, marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, like when it comes to like being on the calendar and actually you know, a a legitimate, not just scrimmage or whatever, you know, seven on seven. This is the first ever time that Loudon is playing DC legitimately, right? This is it. So, I mean, they're constantly playing against each other and they're constantly moving up and down, but this is, this is a huge deal. So real quick, DC has already had one preseason game. They spent uh, last week down in North Carolina and they had the chance to play Greenville triumph. Greenville triumph Mm -hmm. is a USL one team, I believe. I think yep, they USL last year. Won. Yep, they won USL one, um, breaking our Richmond kickers' hearts, of course, which was very unfortunate. But um, yeah. they did that with with two previous Loudon United players. That's Harry Hawkins and Noah Pilato. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of interesting to see it when they uh, grad when you th- see them uh, graduate and move on into the world, and then they come back and fight against you. <laughs> uh, just no loyalty. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know. Mean, but having said that, I do wish them the best in their uh, new team as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, it, it's um, it's certainly interesting when you see these players move on. And, and, and Noah, I mean, especially, he, he's a player that 
was so integral to to their midfield last year. They brought him back, um, and we got a, a wonderful picture of him um, chasing down. Uh, who was that? Was that maybe Griffin Yao in that picture? I don't know. We were so excited. Uh, to I think see. it was Yao. Yeah, Noah in that picture. So uh, cool yeah. game between them. I, I think they played three 30-minute uh, like sections or segments, and they broke them up between two halves with regards to complete swaps of the rosters. Uh, we happen to know that there were some significant Loudon names, or at least maybe some names that potentially could be on Loudon one day, or maybe were on Loudon at one point. Including uh, I think one of them who scored the goal. But the, the one who scored the goal, yeah. which I, I'm I'm starting to think. So so who you, you go ahead, Adam? Who who scored that goal? None other than the Englishman himself uh, from Clemson and the num- and the uh, number four uh, draft pick, uh, Kimarni Smith. Kimarni Smith. So Kimarni Smith. Um, was utilized at Clemson uh, as, as a number nine from time to time, but he mostly, I think, found, uh, you know, cut his teeth at, at the, the left wing position or in the wings. Um, and it looks right now, just based on lineups that we're looking at, that DC intends to probably use him on that wing too. So more and more, I'm thinking he may be someone that stays at Audi field. He doesn't maybe get, get time at loud, which would be unfortunate because I think he's, he's got bags of talent and, and would be, would be awesome to have down here, but maybe, but he does have, he would take up an international spot, wouldn't he? Which we still have one left of. Um, But between the fact that we, we brought Massimo Ferrin back in, we got Dar Luis Paz, who's the coaching staff is very high on. Um, We got Cairo who can play both wings. You know, it's the wings are getting a little bit, a little bit stuffy. Um, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, it remains to be seen how that plays out. So, so they got, you got him. Um, also in goal, I happen to know they listed him as, uh, as either academy or trialist, but Keegan Meyer, who was signed on to allow an United contract was oh, the starting goalkeeper for that DC United game against Greenville. Um, so certainly interesting, you know, we've got, we've got him, and Jermaine Forda currently on the roster, as well as, you know, we've got two academy kids, Sebastian Conlon and Jeremy Mantle, both names we've seen before on the Loudon roster previously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are – it's pretty significant because I, I had Keegan Meyer as our starting goalkeeper probably week one that, you know, he's getting looks at at, at, at D.C.'s level. But, so, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. And maybe that's just because Bill Hamid is uh, – is still injured or is not has not oh, yeah, yet he's co- he's still coming off of surgery yeah. uh, isn't he if I, last i checked i don't think he's fully back yet yeah so that's a possibility that you know might have sates and uh, kempen up there depending on how long it takes him to recover yeah um so you know in the the looking at like that DC game and, and, and what it translates, what it means to, cause I mean, right. We're, we're, we're talking to Loudon fans here. You know, of they want to know how that plays out <laughs> to us. You know, we've still got some questions up at the top of our, of the field for, for Loudon. You know, we've got uh, Sam Sergi, I believe. So you say his name. Well, yep. well, one day we'll get names, right. Um, <laughs> who is pretty much the only out and out striker we've got, you know, depending upon if we, if we kind of run with like a false nine, maybe put uh, gamble up top or even put Cairo in that position. Um, yeah. so I keep looking to the strike force at DC thinking maybe that we bring some potentials in that, that originally in my mind was, um, in the form of Kimarty Smith, but obviously that's not the intent for him to be in that nine role. Mm. So my mind turns to a few other candidates now with DC continuing to just bring in all sorts of folks, you know, from all over the world right now at the striker position. So that makes oh, me yeah. look to Eric Sorga, who got the start in the second uh, half in those last two 30 minute legs 
um, of the game against Greenville as a potential candidate that DC spent a substantial amount on bringing him over from Estonia. And then uh, Giovanni Bolivar, whom I know nothing about. Well, he was. The only thing I know about him is that he is or was a teammate of Don Luis Paz, who is on confirmed for Loudon. So who knows? Maybe they put them both together. Yeah, that's right. I think they went down there and they'd been scouting Darluis Paz for a few years now. And then they saw his talent and they they grabbed him up at the same time. Yeah. So you got uh, Nigel Roberta was the big announcement this week. That's that's uh, the, the name yep. that, that DC really, really wanted to get. They brought him in on some low level seven figure digit. I mean, in MLS standards, a large mm-hmm. investment. They made in 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 bringing him in. They Apparently, the uh, Swedish side Malmo FF was looking at him, so they must have been a really big offer. Absolutely, they, they've got and they got Ola Kamara also, you know, competing for that gig, um, and, and Jordi Reyna as well. So it's mm-hmm. it's filling up in a in what formation wise is looking like a singular, you know, number nine striking mm-hmm. position. Um, and then you've also got on the wing, you know, they're, they're right now in pre-contract negotiations with bringing back Lucas uh, TT Rodriguez, who, if we recall, had a really good rapport with Wayne Rooney when we were playing in that, that kind of system under Ben Olsen. But so enough about DC, you know, these are all names that the reason they're so important to us is because of how they could play out. You know, if if you're Mm -hmm. seeing Edison Flores, you know, play in, in, in that, in that left wing position that he played for, you know, previously before coming into DC, then you, you have, there's more potential for maybe a Kamarni Smith heading down or an Adrian Perez, someone that they, they were able to nab uh, from, from LAFC. I keep forgetting Perez is on the roster, even though he was yep. like one of the first uh, guys they signed out after uh, bringing up Jacob Green from the, from the team from Loudon. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, and I, I, based on what I maybe gathered, it looked like he played in that right wing spot, but I could be very wrong. I, I'm, I'm not yeah. fully sure. Um he I was kind of, great on the indoor soccer and uh, was managed. <laughs> yeah, before he went to LAFC. Fun fact. Uh, hmm. So maybe they see something in him. Well, or maybe, maybe they felt they could. You know, he was a cheap flyer that they could take before the other names started uh, falling into place. Yeah, maybe it translates well on the uh, the turf of Segra Field. Hey, you never know. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah. I, yeah, if, but, who are the, who are the two? I guess that you would think that uh, if we do two way uh, players again, do you think we'll move down to Loudon? Well, if we do two way players again, I'm I'm thinking Jacob Green's a big name. Um, I think mainly because I don't know if he fits in just yet in their system, and he's a player that needs minutes. He's he needs to continue to refine his game. Um, and they just signed him on a contract too, so I think that he's a player. I think that we could see down. Mike DeShields even on the defensive side too, which we know Green can play kind of a wing back role. Um, so two defensive players. And I mean, you could even potentially argue uh, Moses Nyman as well if if we're playing the go-between. But if we're not this like back and forth situation, I'm thinking, you know, uh, still a little part of me. There's a slight hope of me that thinks Kamarni Smith and Eric Sorga are, are the names that we're going to see maybe on like a, an actual season long loan. Um and that's just because of how much it's filling up. I, I think they really want Sorga to be maybe the future of DC United Strike Force. And, and that obviously is because of the $500,000 investment they, they made in him. Um, and, and so they're hoping that he kind of finds his, his boots um, by, by jumping down to the USL championship. Yeah. I'm thinking that Sorga and Bolivar might be a 
good candidates to uh, spend time in Loudoun, if only because there's only so many international uh, players that they can keep up, especially if the TD Rodriguez thing goes through. So, yeah, that's fair. They're, they're going to have to, you know, juggle that roster. But I do agree that, you know, probably going to see uh, DeShields here at some point. I'd like uh, to. I think he's yeah got a ton of, of defensive strength that, that we could certainly lean on. And yeah. honestly, the Sorga thing may be too far-fetched. I might be ridiculous for saying that, but I just – maybe I'm just trying to will it to happen. You know, like I'm just hoping it happens <laughs> because he was he, – I'm telling you, he was not good when he was playing in Estonia. He was prolific. He was, I mean, just crushing opponent, opposing defenses. So, you know, w- we saw it. He had that that last minute, you know, uh, last second grasp goal, you know, just crushed it. The game winner against the Red Bulls, right? Red Bulls, yep. And and he's had other games like that where he, you've seen him um, really get his leg behind the ball, and you're like, oh, this guy, he's got, you know, he's got some power that needs to be unleashed. So maybe he finds that at Loudon and it then goes back to DC after, you know, just absolutely crushing um, New York Red Bulls, too, you know, four times in a row. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows how it plays out, but all right. So then I guess let's move the discussion back to more our wheelhouse with the players that Loudon sure. does have confirmed. So yeah, let's talk about knowing that we've got DC coming to town. I say that we're going to the, we're going to them. <laughs> the game will be an Audi. Um so yeah. please unfortunately closed doors, but uh yeah, yeah, there'll be they're working on a streamer, so they tell us. On but... a stream. You're probably <laughs> listening to this at a time when you already know this answer. Um, and you either know whether there is a stream or not. We're, we're still holding out on hope. Um, yeah, we, we've we've been bugging. I think all the fans have been bugging um, the the staff who who are wonderful that they put up with us. But um, yeah, we're hoping there's a stream. But I'll I'll tell you, folks, not a lot of MS MLS teams right now are streaming games. So yeah, it would be a surprise if there is one. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about who do we think our lineup is going to be for that game. Um. Let's start back of the field. I think where it's a little more clear cut. Let's talk about goalkeeper. Who do, who do you have starting at, at goal? Well, like you said, Keegan. Well, assuming that you're correct and that Keegan Meyer was the one who got the nod uh, to start off the friendly with DC, he's probably going to be the one there too. Not that Ford is not going to get a look, but you know they're definitely going to start off with Meyer in the uh, goal. See what he's got. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a, a tale of two halves. Right, you're going to have. Uh, one team playing, you know, half A, B team maybe, not B team, but another team playing, you know, the second half. Yeah. And I would have honestly, I'm a little more excited about Jermaine Forda. I think he's got a really high ceiling Um, that it, it will be exciting to see him play, but it, it's going to be interesting who wins that, that, that battle certainly, but you're right. I think Keegan Meyer, the fact that he went up, <clears throat> that DC is showing interest in him, even though their goalkeeping uh, house or whatever you want to call it is currently a <laughs> bit full. Um, I think I think Meyer, yeah, gets to start there. So, and there's there's maybe a possibility if, like you said before, they're doing the 30 minute sections for the friendly, then uh, yeah. maybe Sebastian Conlon uh, makes an appearance at the end. They did those 30 uh, minute segments, but they still only did A team and B team. They it was weird. They still split it in 45 minute um, intervals. They just did halfway through yeah. the 15 the second. Um, yeah, maybe I'm just again that might be like you said earlier. It might be wishful thinking though. Yeah, but with the. Uh, not a lot of players that are signed players that are currently on the roster. They're definitely going to have to, you know, showcase some of the Academy kids. Yeah. 
Well, so let's talk about that defensive line. I, I'm thinking this yeah. is a more clear cut. I think um, Wahab Akwe, I think he was brought in for a purpose, and that purpose is to start at center back. And Tim yeah. Mel was brought in or was, was kept around for a purpose, and that's to start at center back. I think those two right there, mm-hmm. the only person that supplants them is Adam Lundegaard, but we know his time here is limited as he's currently um, – He's making his way to college soon. Making his way to the number one team in the nation, I think, according to the coaches' poll last week, which is Whoa. exciting for him. But so I think that those are our starting center backs. Um, again, maybe only if not because they want to see Adam Lindegard get more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, at left back, I think again a little clear cut because of he was brought in um, as a big deal, and that's uh, Kasau Samake. I think that's it's an easy one right there. Um, but at right back is a bigger question. It's an unanswered question right now, currently on the Loudon roster. Um, I think that maybe the answer is Robbie Dambro in the future, but we're, it's unconfirmed if he's recovered from that shoulder injury. So I'm thinking um, because his name, he was named on the actual preseason roster. I'm thinking Isa Mudashiro, who we saw play in the game against Pittsburgh last year. Oh yeah. He's uh, they brought him back to the Academy. So it'll be interesting to see him, uh, you know, see how he's gotten a little more seasoned uh, after his surprise start last year. Yep, he was a name we we were not familiar with. He popped on, um, didn't have the greatest of starts, and you know, we'll be the first not not trying to be critical of him, but um, he's someone that the that the coaching staff, both at DC United Academy level and at Loudon, are are extremely high on. So. I'm thinking that's your first real legitimately, you know, academy starter right there is, is, is maybe shoring up the right back position. And, and so um, we'll see about that, but um, in, in front of them. And now mind you, I'm, I'm kind of building this out. If you can tell as kind of like a four, three, three, which I, I think that coach Martin has made it clear. He wants to kind of have uh, that, that five man back line or like the wing back situation yeah. um, that, that Marcelo Bielsa, you know, type formation that he runs over at Leeds. But just for simplicity, we're going to run four man back line. And then we're going to talk about a three man midfield, meaning like two, uh, maybe box to box, maybe even one holding midfielder and then an attacking midfielder above them. But those two bottom midfielders, I'm thinking uh, Nanan Husso and Drew Skundrich, assuming that Nanan is through his international period that he has to wait coming over to the United States because of COVID regulations. Of course. Still got to deal with that, but you know what we've heard of him has been pretty interesting. As yeah, you know, we talked a little bit about it on our last episode. Uh, yep. For those of you too loud Adams fans, uh, you can just go back and listen to that one. And, and and we've even you know had the opportunity to speak with Coach Martin. He seems extremely high on both these characters. These these are both individuals that that are bringing a, a ton of experience uh, to to from other leagues and also drew from within the USL championship, uh, both box to box capable midfielders, um, which should be all you need to hear. Like that's the, the one of the greatest compliments you can have uh, as a center mid, but so sitting above them um, would be last year's pseudo captain or half captain, I guess, or co-captain and <laughs> probably to be this year's captain, which is Michael Gamble would be my oh, mind. Yes. So, uh, Michael Gamble, definitely uh, the solid rock upon which this team is going to rely on for leadership as well as, you know, uh, make it, putting the ball around, making chances, especially after uh, Elvis Amo and uh, Christian Sordo both went to uh, Rio Grande Valley. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which is they a did. shame, but, you know, best wishes to them both. Both both players that are very capable in, in those attacking roles, though. Um, 
but I, I think Gamble gets that role in 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 terms of the Argentinian Marcelo Bielsa style of midfield that that attacking midfield role is is considered the enganche or the hitch uh, midfielder um, and it's like it's integral in like all play creation there's like no responsibility for them to come back defensively I think that this is if that is the philosophy applied to to Loudon United in 2021 I think that he is the perfect fit for that and it, it works wonderfully so um, hey, did, did Gamble have any goals last year I don't remember. Him, uh, I remember him being no. kind of a setup guy, but Ooh. not really a, like an attacking in the sense of scoring. But Unfortunately, uh, no, he did not. He did not. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I recall any. Um, we were we were stale in front of goal last year. It, it's almost surprising. I mean, yeah. Kairu, I think got our um, Player of the Year award, and he had two goals. I think all season. Yeah, and they oh, were this the got game. four, and they were all off uh, penalty kicks, which was not all. There was one rocket oh, was that came from like oh, yeah, two states over. Oh yeah, there was that one, but so most of them came from penalty <laughs> kicks. That goal was still. I I think that ball is still flying. Um, <laughs> to this Delaware. very day, it's in Delaware. <laughs> right now. Yeah, it's in orbit. Um, yeah, yeah. Un- unreal. Um, all right. Well, so yeah, I, I, I he's. Hopefully he's someone that we can see become productive in front of in front of goal. Uh, I think that he's got his work cut out for him in that mm-hmm. that attacking midfield role because his either next man up or the the person who's holding that role maybe instead of him would be Ted Cudi Pietro, who of course fan favorite, Coach Martin favorite, um, full on signed Loudon United contract. He is legitimate. He's no longer academy kid. He is, um, you know, adult. He is on contract. He is beating his chest and he's, he's staking his ground. So yeah. um, I think he plays best when he's in that attacking mid role. He doesn't play as yeah. well, I think on the wing. So definitely, definitely. Also, what do you think about uh, Tyler Gabara and uh, Barry Sharifi who uh, got signed up uh, near the end of the uh, signing period there? Yeah. Sharifi is, a, is an interesting character. He got a lot of minutes on a, on a productive midfield um, team that was in New York I think he is a, a, a major component or a cog in, in the system, but I don't know if he gets the starting role yet. I think um, he's a second 45 minute, uh, you know, player in, mm-hmm. in the story on Friday, but remains to be seen. Who knows? Um, I think Jeremy Gray is someone maybe that would pair well with him. Um, but Gabaro is a little is different Gray's? story. We we'll go ahead. Sorry. I was just trying to remember if Gray is still here. Garay was named on the – so he's committed to – he changed his commitment from UVA to NC State, but he oh, yeah, is yeah. listed uh, along with Adam Lindegaard, who's committed to Clemson, um, Diego Gomez, RJ Fuentes, Owen Walls. All these individuals are either committed or not to various colleges, but they're all still on the D.C. United Academy roster mm-hmm. and were all called up onto um, – to the Loudon roster for these preseason games. So yeah, imagine- I guess there's nothing that precludes them from playing during the summer here. No, up until their NCAA obligation starts, but I think there are limitations to how many games they can play minutes. They huh. can play and they can't have professional contracts and all sorts of silly things like that. But um, you, you asked all question about also Tyler Cabrera. I think personally Cabrera is starts, starts the season on the bench. Um, I think that our midfield is, um, there's a lot of talented players with between Hasso and Skundrich that I think that we got to see how they play out before we, we figure out where he goes in. He's someone that was used as a bit of a Swiss army knife last season though, um, by coach Martin. So maybe we see him in that right back role because we know he see played fullback for a period last season as well. 
So, okay. And I guess uh, we move on to our forwards and uh, that's right. And our wings. So three man forward. Um, these are a little more clear cut. Mm-hmm. Cairo Mustafa without, uh, without question, he gets the start. And he's someone we could even consider at the number nine position. I believe he did play that for a, a, a period over in Niger. Um, so just a thought, but I, I think I think you're right to I assume you were putting him at right wing. Yeah, and also probably Faring will get the other side. Because, um, you know, granted, a uh, injury cut his season a bit shorter than we'd like. But uh, it's interesting. The uh, Latin United web pay- website shows uh, only three players on the 2021 roster. Yeah. <laughs> They've got Michael Gamble at forward. So they list yeah. him as forward. Hopefully they got that sorted out. Uh, I think, well, I mean, they're, it's a low priority thing at this time right yeah. now. Right, right. But it does well, make me question, sorry to interrupt the, uh, the, the talk about the forwards, but uh, where, where is there a place online where you can see, you know, who's been signed, who hasn't, you know, who's under contract? So great question. So <sighs> right now, the way those, those websites work right now is, at least, you know, Loudoun United, they, that data is pulled directly from the USL Championship website. So it's whatever USL Championship lists them as. Unfortunately, they may have some control over that, but it's not a whole ton. Um, but There's also Wikipedia, but, you know, it's Wikipedia, so you kind so of have to... There's a couple different places where you can find that information um, outside of, of basically just the USL Championship website and Loudoun United's website. But the um, USL the, Championship site shows like it still shows Sorto playing for Loudoun United, you know. Yeah. Uh, they they haven't they haven't I unleashed know. the 2021 page yet. So it's pulling right, from a right. page that's hidden right now on the USL championship site. So the the two places that one that um Adam alluded to is, is Wikipedia. So for all you fans out there who maybe want to look on Wikipedia, but it's not always up to date. It's not always accurate and it doesn't have the most up to you know it's not the best place. Oh, yeah. a great location to find transfers and it's usually only a couple days late even at the USL championship level is a website called Transfer Market. Um, you can pay us for this endorsement, Transfer Market. Um, but, uh, you know, so they're, they're um, pretty accurate. It's Transfer, T-R-A-N-S-F-E-R. Wow, I was really waiting. M-A-R-K-T. M-A-R-K-T, yep. So it's right. like... Yep. They're a German uh, footballing website that also happens German. to have an English language page. And if you yeah, make an account, yeah, you can, you can edit everything so it doesn't show things like by euros or pounds or any of that other like silly stuff. Um, it goes by the, the U S dollar and it shows you, you know, international status. It shows you uh transferred amount loan status, so on and so forth. It's a good place. It shows you like this season's last season's transfers. Um, it's almost to the T it is as accurate as you're going to be. The only base you're going to get more accurate is, is if on those actual roster announcements that come from loud and United or, um, yeah, the, yeah. the black and though, red United. Though I do wonder, you know, considering the team themselves announced that you think that they're, uh, you think that they'd have somebody to put like to update the online roster as well on their own site. But oh well. I think that they're just firming it up before that. I think it's like too low on the totem pole, and, and you see this across not only our league, you even see it on the MLS side from time to time. It's just, yeah, you know, for, for those of us nerds out there that like to create spreadsheets and stuff and, and, and keep a, a tally of rosters, they, they just not too worried about, you know, us. Um, so, yeah. And we do it for free. Huh? <laughs> Most of us. That's right. So, um, yeah, sorry. So you were, you were talking forwards. I'm going to stop. Oh, yes. 
So we got Amustaf, we got Faring, and uh, let's see, there were a few others that were listed. Uh, they listed Gamble as a forward, which, you know, is uh, debatable. But uh, then we got the two newcomers here, uh, Darluis Paz and uh, Sammy Serhi. Uh, yeah, Darluis Paz was, the, as you alluded to earlier, I'm, I won't belabor the point, but yeah, the new Venezuelan arrival, DC's had their eye on him for a while. And then there's Samson Sergi, who is so local. He was born and raised here in Ashburn. Uh, went to Broad Run High School for those so of you in the So Sergi is someone I've got starting at number nine as well. I think that he's our, our, our purest striker we have, and so he makes sense to be up there. Um, Paz, though, is actually who I've got, I believe, to be starting on the wing. I think that if we're talking about the, the, the best, nothing against Farron, you know, I think that it remains to be seen his true potential. I think we saw only glimpses of it, but pause is someone that was brought in. Like you said, he was scouted by DC proper. Um, they, they brought him in cause they think there's a future there. And so if, if they're truly leaning on, you know, that idea, then I think that there's at least pressure to start him <clears throat> in this preseason game. So on the, that left wing, but yeah, either way. So, so that's, that is it. That is, that's the whole roster. That's 11 players. Um, that's our predicted uh, two loud Adams. Uh, lineup for Friday against DC United. Of course. And uh, I guess, uh, sorry that if I'm belaboring the point here, but any uh, academy players you think that we'll uh, see pop up aside from Garay and Lundegaard you already mentioned? Uh, I think we'll see them all jump in at different points. Owen Walls is, is, is a tall guy. I think that we'll see him jump in and Justin Rainey as well. We'll get some minutes in, mm -hmm. um, in midfield. I think both uh, RJ Fuentes and Diego, Diego Gomez, I think we'll, we'll see. Love to see RJ Fuentes back there. He got a little bit of run uh, last year. They called him Lucharito because uh, he was, you know, mind you of a certain uh, Luchador who uh, went to FC Cincinnati recently, but uh, yeah, the guy's got the speed. He's got well, he's got the uh, quickness and uh, just waiting to hoping that he's improved his game uh, for this year. Get some more bigger looks. Yeah. So let's change topics real quick. Let's let's move forward. And uh, we've got uh, a, a wonderful guest to have on the show. Um, first time guest for this show, but certainly um, an expert. He's been on multiple other sports podcasts. I think that. <laughs> Um, it's, it's excellent to have, we got Doug Rogers here, who is the president, El Presidente of our, uh, esteemed, our loved, and we're both members of, um, the, the official fan group for Loudoun United, the, the Loudoun Stampede. Yeah. So, so welcome on the show, Doug. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to point out, you know, it's splashed on websites everywhere that we're the official one. That just means that we're recognized by Loudoun's. United. It doesn't mean we're supported by or beholden to. I, you know, sometimes there's uh, some confusion about that. Some people say, you know, oh, you guys, you guys are like an arm of the club itself, you know, but we're not. We're not. We're separate. We're all basically volunteers here, just having a good time following the team. Some of us, not as much as you guys are. <laughs> but, but the role of the club is to get out there, have fun, you know, participate yeah. in the community uh, as much as we can. And at the same time, maybe, you know, pop back a beer here and there, talk about the team, watch them and hope for their success. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. That's, and hopefully I mean, we get back to having those uh, barbecues at the tailgate again soon, maybe this yeah. year. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, 
you know, those those were such a big, you know, part of of going out to Stampede. Um, you know, you go out to a game and it was this huge event. You'd, you'd have that that barbecue. There'd be uh, burgers grilling and and tacos and everything else going on. And, and you know what? What were some of those impacts? I mean, obviously that isn't something that we were able to experience in 2020. What are some of the impacts that maybe COVID-19 had to to the supporters group, to, to the stampede um, during oh, the 2020 yeah. season? I mean, like, like everyone else, uh, every other organization on the planet that does anything with large groups of people at, in one place, uh, you know, we were affected dr- drastically. We basically couldn't do none of the things we wanted to do. However, we did, we did manage a few times. Like we had, we had one away viewing party uh, after COVID had hit. Um, we oh, had one awesome. at Loudon Brewing. And that, that was a lot of fun. Um, did you, are you, are you missing me? We need um, I, I hear you. No, you're, you're good. You're loud and clear. No, we can hear you. We're just, oh, okay. we're just listening to you. Didn't have anything to <laughs> jump in yet. It's all in post-production. Uh, so, you know, we did get, we did have a, one outdoor event at Loud Brewing. I know a bunch of us kind of stopped by to watch. I don't even know what match it was. I think it was just a European match um, that we just on, impromptu went to Ashburn Ale House and watched outdoors. I don't know if you remember that. I think you were there, um, Adam Davis. Um, that was one afternoon. But really, we've had very little going on. And yeah. uh, I haven't, I haven't even geared up yet for this, this year. You know, we have some things that are in the books for this year, but COVID kind of just shut us down last year. Yeah. We did uh, extend our memberships. Like anyone who was a member in 2020 will get a full membership through 2021 as well. So, you know, if you bought, if you did get a membership last year and we had a eh, couple dozen people, maybe uh, 20 to 30, somewhere in there, that did pay last year. So they will continue, they'll continue to get their membership good through this year. So look, looking forward to that and looking forward to build out to our 2019 numbers. You know, that would be awesome if we can get that yeah, once awesome. we start playing. Okay. I know you mentioned some, uh, I guess, efforts in the community. Can you name uh, at least the one or two of them that? Uh, oh yeah. Last year. So let's see, last year was tough too, because we didn't do a lot of that. We, we did a fundraiser. Yeah. I think it was spurred on by uh, one of you guys to do um, <laughs> for, uh, for the, hung, the uh, I can't remember the name of the group, but it's the hunger relief group in Loudoun in Leesburg. Uh, in fact, one of our members serves on the board there. She is uh, Loudoun hunger relief. Yeah. Loudoun hunger relief. Yeah. So we did a fundraiser for them and that was nice to be able to present them with a check for a few hundred dollars. That's great. We also did through this podcast, we donated quite a bit of money to two other organizations. One was um, DC scores, which is a big uh, nonprofit that, that DC United works with quite a bit. So that was cool. I think Pebo do I pick that one, right? That's right. Yep. And uh, yep. I can't remember who who was Josh Fawole. Fawole uh, moved on to uh, other greener pastures. Yeah. But he did. I think it was Howard County. Yes. Howard, Howard County, County Food Bank. Food yep. Bank. Yep. yep. So we we uh, cut them a check as well. So that was good. Those were things that we all did. We we did during COVID. 
but at the same time, we don't have money coming in, right? The, the only money we have coming in is from uh, memberships, and there weren't that many last year because we yeah. had an away game before COVID hit. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So, but what an away game it was! It oh, was yeah. awesome. It was fun to go to. <laughs> nil nil, but it was a fun one. <laughs> we yeah. made it. We made it fun. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. It's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it 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 was it was cold and windy. But it was the first match of the year, and we had we had, I mean, I I know we sold like twenty tickets through uh, Loud and Stampede really? for people to go. So I think we had like wow. twenty five people at the tailgate. Some of them, a couple of them were uh, were Philly fans, right? But that's okay, you know, <laughs> friends of people here. Yeah. But that's all right. Well, we had fun. Yeah. We're so good they had to move down a league to avoid us next year. <laughs> Well, I think that they went to the MLS uh, Reserve League, right? But we are yeah, going to scrimmage right. against Philly Union too, um, <laughs> twice. So, um, well, that's yeah. Th- I think that was what happened to the Stampede. I think happened to a lot of other supporters, organizations, and everything. You know, through through COVID, it, it was it absolutely decimated a lot of a lot of entities. But it's good to see that you know you're still standing. That that we're still standing. Obviously, so we're we're both uh, you know loving members of the stampede as well um but so what uh with regards to you know like you know things maybe that you didn't weren't able to happen in 2020 what what all are planned for for this coming season 2021 i know you said that uh you don't have a ton um or at least you're still kind of getting pen to paper on some stuff but any any like yeah. tailgate plans or you know that kind of stuff in the stadium well, as you can imagine, we've we've talked quite a bit during the downtime, but we haven't taken a lot of action yet. We're still putting together what's happening this year. We've done some research on one of the things that we really wanted to do that we were trying we were trying to convince Loudoun United that you know we're a, a strong part of the support system for them. That we really would love to have a spot inside the stadium where we could put up a structure. Uh, I, uh, originally we were thinking, uh, the vice president, uh, Doug Jones, the other Doug, you know, the two loud Dougs. Yes. <laughs> Dougs. Yeah. Maybe a spinoff <laughs> podcast later. That's right. <laughs> What's that? Maybe do a spinoff podcast. Yeah, it? <laughs> that's it. Sons of Adam and Adam. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we had these big plans, uh, to, to put in like, a permanent building. We were very, very inspired. And this is still running deep in our souls by the Three Lions pub that we saw when we were down at Charleston, which is no longer exists, uh, which is very sad. Uh, that thing, casualty of COVID. Huh? And that would be that that would be the kind of experience we want. Now, I don't know, you know, given the way that we're uh, we're not an independent team, we're we're, you know, we're second fiddle to DC United all the time that it makes it harder to to have a, well, it seems like it makes it harder. We're going to try to change that, of course, to have full-fledged, you know, long-term support group where people are just kind of diehard Loud United fans, you know, rather than DC United fans that, you know, happen to live in Loudon. So we're going to go watch Loudon United because it's easier than going to DC, which is how the other Doug and I kind of fell into Loudon United. We're like, eh, tired of driving down there. There's no tailgating outside the stadium anymore, you know, Oh, yeah. they're creating a team in Leesburg. Hell yeah, yeah, we'll do that. So yeah, that's kind of how I ended up uh, yeah. starting to go there myself. So I don't blame I, you. I think that's going to be the case, you know, in these early years and over time, it, you know, eventually people will, will come to Loudon based on merit, you know, based on Absolutely. the actual team. Yeah. 
Exactly. And that's what we're hoping to, but we want to, we wanted to build up um, kind of a base, you know, an actual physical base for the, for the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and before, before, before the stadium opened, we were intending to make that base be outside the stadium in the green area, the grassy knoll between, between the, in the middle of the main parking lot there. But, uh, but for, it wasn't quite ready at the beginning of the 2019 season. And then we realized, well, you know, there are a lot of insurance issues and permit issues for having alcohol in that space. And it turned out to be a lot easier just to move into the stadium. And Loud mm. United was was very instrumental in making that happen. They were great to us, and that is a that's the kind of uh, give and take that we have with them, where they they allow us to do things, and in return we we present them with you know a bunch of fans every game. So uh, we're thinking now of, of either doing that or maybe even doing uh, building something outside the stadium or making a home at a facility outside the stadium that maybe we don't own, but, you know, we can use on game days, you know? So those are some things we're talking about. Uh, originally, like I said, Doug, Doug Jones had kind of pictured a pole barn type structure, which is very easy to, to create initially and to extend uh, there are permitting issues with that though, you know, building a permanent structure means you have to have a lot, a lot more, you know, uh, um, inspections and, and permits and things like that. So we're trying to, we're still trying to work on options for this year to try to get something just inside the stadium fence uh, that is a closed structure for us that protects us from the weather. That's what we're looking for. We were so lucky in 2019. Every single match was weather that was amenable to being outside, right? We, there was not a single match that where we were pummeled by rain or snow or anything like that, you know, it was, uh, it, it was great in 2019. However, uh, you know, that's not gonna always be the case and we would love to have something where we can get a roof over our heads. And at least while we're hanging around, you know, having a drink, uh, bringing the family in, doing, um, having, having food from the grill or whatever, at least we can be sitting underneath something where we're not getting wet before okay. the game starts. Right? So what if we just duct taped a bunch of umbrellas together? <laughs> You know, if it's not a permanent structure, the permitting is a lot easier. So that's like, <laughs> if you had strong enough duct tape, yeah. Get get the taping, Adam. I like yeah, it. All Mary Poppins down there. Yeah, not it. <laughs> well, so, you know, speaking of, you know, being in the stadium and everything, uh, we're not, you know, we as in Loudoun United are no longer the, the sole tenants of Segar Field, right? So we've got... Uh, the Washington Spirit and, and the Old Glory rugby team, both things that we're going to mention briefly at the end of this episode um, with upcoming schedules and uh, and games. But has there been any connection with the, the Stampede and maybe some of their supporters groups or doing events or, or work for some of those games as well? We, uh, we have not had direct interaction with them since beginning of 2020, uh, except for there was a... a Loudon Stampede is a member of a, a nationwide organization called the Independent Supporters Council, and they have a conference every year. And this this year's was online, and and we did talk briefly. Um, so the Screaming Eagles, um, the Spirit Squad, and Stampede kind of hosted uh, a session for the for for that conference, where we were discussing you know inter supporters groups activities and we did a we did a couple activities well 
kind of together with the Screaming Eagles, where they brought a busload of people out for the first game. And we have a number of cross members that are members of both, including myself. So we were able to talk about that and talk to the, the Spirit Squad rep, um, whose name escapes me at the moment. I was going to say Bailey, but that's also the president of the International Supporters Council. So I might be getting that wrong. <laughs> but anyway, we um, we did talk about uh, generating a like a scarf, say, that is that is a joint scarf between oh. the group. Mm. Right? So that would be for all the, the teams that are playing at Seger Field. Uh, you know, we might have one just for the Stampede and the Spear Squad and um, do do something like that, that so that we could we could kind of cross promote and say, hey, you should come out to Segura on what it looks like April 16th is their first home match at Segura Field. So they're going to be there before we are, it looks like. That's right. That's uh, that's April 16th, 7 p.m. Racing Louisville. Yes. <laughs> okay. Rossing. Rossing. No, no, no. I, I don't Racing. know how they pronounce it. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the Argentine league. So, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so those are the kinds, of, but we have, we don't have any, we haven't actually made any agreements with them. Uh, I did reach out in 2020 to say, Hey, you know, we, we put together these things because uh, we were planning to do this structure last year too. And we were planning on doing that. And I offered it up to them and they, and they've since had a leadership change. So, uh, but they mm-hmm. did forward those emails and and we had a little exchange about that, but we haven't done mm-hmm. anything further with that. So that's something that needs to be fleshed out this year. Hopefully as we get back to normal, as the pandemic um, uh, dies down a bit. Okay. Fair enough. Um, is there anything planned for this upcoming scrimmage that uh, fans can maybe join in on maybe any listeners for the scrimmage against DC or any of the scrimmages? Uh, you know, I was kind of waiting to hear whether it's going to be streaming. Yeah, that's a good point. There's nothing really you can do if, if we're all following a Twitter feed, huh? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. There's no, I, I don't think anything's going to happen for the scrimmage, I, okay. which is really sad because yeah. people are chomping at the bit for this. Everyone wants it. Yeah. Well, I, if I channel at work for soccer fans and they're not, they don't care about Loud United, they're talking about, but it, it's all about like that, but they, they, they definitely are. It, it's all about streaming it. Let's go. Let's watch. And, People like to do that as well. They don't have to necessarily get together in a pub somewhere. They can just sure. be on a Slack channel, you know, or on a talking or Zoom call and enjoy just hanging out together, watching the game at the same time or dropping messages in, you know. Which speaking but, of Slack, Stampede does have a Slack channel. Um, so any listeners certainly go check out the website, uh, Loud Stampede's website. They've got links um, and you can join in <laughs> to those conversations that I know he's talking about his works Slack channel, but, but again, Stampede has their own. Um, yep. So if anywhere there's going to be any noise that's happening with regards to that game, uh, it's probably going to be there or on Twitter, but um, yeah, so I also. see all the sad news about like Christian Sordo not being there anymore. I see yeah. that on Slack channel. Yeah. That's from Mandela. <laughs> that's you, right? Yep. Adam posting those. I think we're going to see more and more of those names popping up that are, that are no longer with us. Um, names that we know are gone for the most part. I mean, they're not listed on the roster. They're listed as free agents and they're in the process of signing with other teams. Names like uh, Josh Fawole, Brandon Williamson, uh, Colin Miller, Shane Wheat, Ali and Gonzi. These are all names that I think we're going to see signing yeah. with other teams in the near future. Unfortunately, that's, you know, the risk you take with the USL's team is following USL teams that players are not always, uh, um, you know, they go where they feel they can get the best deal. And often it's like one or two years and then they either go to college or to the pros. I mean, to the, 
tier one or to another uh, team in the league. Right. They're, they don't see USL championship as that's not where they want to be at the end of their career. You know, that's or yeah. at the peak of their career. It's always a stepping stone. Right. So, yeah. But it so it's change. something I've had something you got to, I guess, accept as you become a fan though. You know, I think it's that nice. It makes it nicer when they do decide to re up for another year. I think that the USL championships looking to change that, that stigma though. I think that they're looking to be um, at least in contention with, with like, the the big guys in in the U.S.'s side for for soccer, um, you know they're they're compl- they're not affiliated with they're not a relegation, you know or anything that tied to MLS uh, other than the fact that MLS two clubs quote unquote like us exist. I, I think that they're they're hoping that 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 changes. Um, they're working on that, but but yeah, nevertheless, hope so too as well. Do you really think? I know this maybe isn't a topic you want to discuss, but do you think that that's uh, a reasonable thing? As I do. Long as they have as long as they have MLS two teams. And- I, well, no, I don't think it's so long as they have. Uh, this is a whole other. I we, one of the things we've kicked the can down the road with is like the relegation conversation and the implications yeah. it has for teams like Loudoun United, because um, the implications are glaring. And so I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't. It's it's its own episode. <laughs> it, it can't even be yeah. on this one. Um, and, and we're we're running out of time on this one. But yeah, so, so I will say. Yes, I think it's it's realistically possible that USL does contend um, with. I don't want to say overtakes. I don't want to say becomes at the same level with. But I mean, both those. It things joins are, the tier one on the soccer yeah. pyramid, Let's and go maybe either joins with or dethrones or something. It's it's really hard to say. Um, <laughs> I, I think that people are sleeping on the USL and they shouldn't. Um, they well, really we'll see what the war of succession after Garber right. abdicates the throne, but that's another. Topic. So. So either way, um, Doug, appreciate you coming on the show. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly for, for those of you out there who aren't familiar, get yourself familiar with Loudoun Stampede. They're an awesome organization. Uh, you heard about some of the great stuff that they do um, in the Loudoun County community, but but also um, they just make the, the Loudoun United games a little more fun than they already are. Um, so we're both members. Um, we're reading up membership and, and I know that my membership from last year counts, but I'm going to pay for my membership again for 2021 just because, yeah, me too. But, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it too. Yeah. I'm, so I just wanted to, but uh, before, go before ahead. I get off, I'd like to, I just want to point out a couple of things. First, if you are, if you are shown an interest and got signed up for the email, you, an email will be coming out within the next week about, you know, some upcoming plans. Heck yeah. mm-hmm. um, we're still, we're still discussing what we're going to do pre games this year whether it's meeting outside somewhere at a local pub and then, or restaurant and then taking a bus or, you know, you know, some, something to get us to and from, or Mm. whether we're going to be able to do something inside, which looks very unlikely just for COVID restriction reasons. So, um, but keep an eye on that. Um, And also if you want to join, please visit loudonstampede.org. There's a membership sign up sheet there you'll your email will come in you can even pay for it online if you'd like um and and then we'll reach out to you and there's plenty of plenty of opportunities to help out last year we did or i guess it was 2019 we helped out with one of the youth soccer tournaments in the area you know which was a lot of fun for those who participated so you know lots of lots of chances to help out in the community and at the same time you know hang out with some fun people and, and have a good time Fun people. We are fun people. Fun people and fun times. <laughs> I like it. So you'll um, have to stampede to the front gate just to join it. 
Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining in. Uh, stay on, you know, by all means, stay on the line. We're just a real quick roundup. Um, we only have a few moments left um, of to, course. To keep within our time limit that we're trying to maintain. So I'm going to just run through it real quick. Um, you know, we, we try to do the last segment as, you know, Segerfield, like kind of a shared home is what we're kind of calling it. So just real quick, Old Glory did have their first game of the season. It was an away game of which they tied. I know nothing about rugby. Um, so by all means, we'll get a rugby expert. I didn't know you could have draws in rugby. I guess that shows how much I've got to learn too. I didn't know either, but they tied 26, 26 against new Orleans. So that's either a great thing or not a great thing, but it's definitely one of the two. Um, their next game is their home opener at Seger field. And it's on the 27th, 5 PM. And it is. So the day after when we played DC in a preseason game, but if you're looking to go too bad, it's sold out right now. They have such a large season ticket base um, that they are near selling out already games because season ticket holders get first, you know, first go. Yeah. And, and then they're combine selling that four. with the, uh, yeah, combine that with the uh, co- aforementioned COVID restrictions. Co- and correct. Uh, yeah. Which is only a thousand people is allowed one. So one fifth yeah. of the stadiums. Launch. They might be but loosening then, up in the coming months, but in addition to that, they are also, um, they're only doing four game tickets. You can't just buy single game tickets that I'm aware of. So they're, they're sold out again for the 27th. That's unfortunate um, if you did want to go check that out. But um, it's great to see that they're they're flourishing, at least in their home opener. Um, so additional to Old Glory, we've got Washington Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple weeks later, they've got their first game of the season on April 10th. That's at NC Courage, North Carolina Courage. But their first home game at Seger Field will be, like we uh, mentioned earlier, uh, 7 p.m. April 16th. Uh, racing Louisville. So these are all happened before Loudoun United's home first home game of the season, um, which is correct me if I'm wrong. May 2nd. Is that right? It's so far down the road now. Like there's so many other things that are more important at, in, until <coughs> I'll tell you what I'm doing right now. I'm going to loudonstampede.org's website and I'm, go, I'm, I'm cycling through the, the calendar. So the U, USL championship season kicks off on the 24th, but our first game is on the second against Miami in Miami. First home game is New York Red Bulls on the 18th of May. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening into another episode. Um, you know, we, we appreciate all the support and all the listens. Uh, everything, you know, your your listens and your your continued positive remarks and, and messages and everything are what keep us keep us doing this. So uh, keep sending them and, and and certainly we appreciate all the support. Um yeah, that's that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for listening. All right. As always, uh, pleasure. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, my name is Adam Indelovitz. And I'm Adam Davis. And this has been Two Loud Adams. Stay loud and united. Cheers. The Two Loud Adams podcast is proudly sponsored by the Loudon Stampede, the official supporters group for Loudon United, and hosted by Adam Davis and Adam Mendelovitz. The executive producer is Mike Myers. If you'd like to be a part of our sponsorship, then hit the follow button and reach out. Cheers for now.